0: As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be... Oh man, it's 8 o'clock.
1: And so that'll make it a... I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine.
2: Hi, I'm Karma. And yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to a special episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, Joined as always by Shooter Maguder. And today we have a very special guest, another fellow Brav bro, one of our old friends in the podcast game, Ryan Guys Night Bailey. What's up, Ryan?
0: Guys Night, it's a oh, guys podcast. All right. Vanderpump rules. <laughs> Listen, what a what a day to be here. This will this will probably be out next week, but you guys are coming off hot from going to the big show, the big game. And I was so proud to watch you guys last night after An insanely good Salt Lake City season. What a night to be there. I mean, I feel like interviewing you for an hour just about that experience because, I mean, my God, that's exciting. Congratulations.
3: Yeah, thank Thank you. you. It it was an absolute whirlwind, honestly. I I don't even think Steele and I can put it into words yet. We're still Mm -hmm. like coming down from the high. But, uh, you know, sometime next week when this airs, we'll be able to put it into words and we'll be able to put it out there. It was it was awesome. Though. I mean, Andy, Andy was great. Andy kept calling us bros and coming over and just talking about straight guy stuff. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of like where we went. Yeah, did he bring up St. Was...
0: Louis Cardinals baseball? Did he bring up?
2: He did. Uh, he brought up Bill's football and then yep. he asked us why people in Philly always want to fight. Um, and then Shooter actually on the air challenged him to a fight.
0: i know good
2: (laughs) i mean that that
0: that, that's a pay-per-view event that is something i would pay extra to see either that like a or like an arm wrestling competition with you guys would be amazing
2: yeah it'd be great i think that we need (laughs) to get we need to push this further and see if we can get a shooter versus andy like cage match like friendly fighting but you know yeah I think we need to push this narrative a bit more. Friendly I, I fighting. Just, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That I mean, this
0: is the fighting. beginning of a beautiful, uh, supposed maybe violent friendship between you yeah. guys and Andy. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. what it should be. So that's so exciting. And then leading into your big show, and then Bravo is firing on all cylinders. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it is kind of an amazing time to be a Bravo fan and to be you guys or even me. This is, I mean, this is the Super Bowl, I feel like, right now with Salt Lake ending and Vanderpump Rules starting
2: yeah and that's actually you know we we figured we could get you back on here you were on a while ago but uh you know we had such a good time and we love your vanderpump take. so we figured we could get together get get the boys together again night, <laughs> and talk some vanderpump you know go through the preview everything and uh but we appreciate you asking about watch what happens live and for those of you that don't know you helped us out like early on you were quick to have us on your podcast and we don't forget that it was um you know a big moment for us when we got to have you on our podcast when we went on that's your insane, podcast, so.
0: Steel, that's insane no. Steele. that's insane no but truly like i always think of us like we're all one big kind of community so when anybody succeeds we all succeed like that's really and but it wasn't like when i you guys Every, I'm so disorganized that it's like, you could text me tonight and go, can I come on your show tomorrow? i will be like, yeah, let's do it. Like there's <laughs> never, it's like, I just, I love talking about this stuff. And the more people that are having kind of fun, informed, uh, positions on these shows, like the better, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we think.
0: Yeah. That's what I guys mean, uh, night's all
2: about. It's just getting together and talking
0: about Bravo. Just, I mean, what else crack? one? Cracking a couple brews, doing a couple deadlifts, talking about Bravo. That's hey, Don't, that's, don't okay. threaten
2: me with a good time. By the <laughs> way, for those listening, let's just pull a full Andy Cohen here. Every time you hear guys night, take a drink.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah there well, you go. You, it was so funny, Steele, on the on the Instagram the other day. You were deadlifting, and mm. I was moving fat. And I thought it was my old trainer, and I got scared. I was like, "Oh God, is he like, is this like a new gym he started?" And then I realized it was you. But it, for a second, I was like, "Oh wow, my old trainer's posting again." And I was like, "I got to oh, get shit. back to the gym." And then I just realized it was you prepping for Watch What Happens Live.
2: Yeah, I've been, uh, you know, I've been in the gym a lot. It keeps me centered. And I <laughs> he's, figure, been, right. he's been
3: in the gym and he also hasn't been eating anything. So he's just been, he's been a little ornery. ornery. Oh, stop. Perfect. Thing. Perfect combination. What'd you have for dinner have last, last
2: night? <laughs> last night I didn't eat, but because before a show and I get nerved. That goes back to when I played baseball. I used to throw up mm. before every single baseball game. So I don't. Oh, for real? Before. Oh yeah. I would be literally walking like from the dugout, like about to go on the field in professional baseball. And I'd be like, hold on, <laughs> throw up, run out to the field. It was like it became a <laughs> well, real
0: Is that the same with the live shows that you guys do too? Do you no, get no, no, that? no, no,
2: no, not not yet. Uh, now that it's in my in my head, maybe tomorrow we'll find. Yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, as oh. long
3: as as long as we have a bathroom nearby. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna <laughs> ask
2: for. Uh, Dixie cup. I'll pull a Wayne's World. Jesus Christ, you're going <laughs> to spew, spew, spew in
3: spew this. this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a great time to plug it. For those of you that don't know or need a quick reminder, we have our live show tomorrow night at the green room 42 in New York city times square. There are still tickets left. So if you want to get a ticket, come hang out with the bros. We have Aaron Litchie coming out. Lee Brooke Ashley is emceeing for us. We have a lot of really cool people in the seats, Ryan Bailey is going to be there. Uh, we got a couple other guests that are coming out. So if you haven't gotten those tickets, head to our Instagram. The link is in the bio. Grab a ticket. Come hang out with the bros. Ryan Bailey, fellow brav bro. You can come hang out with them. So, uh, yeah, we're well, really excited.
0: Uh, and when you and when you come to Los Angeles, I mean, you got to come to Los Angeles and do a show, too.
2: Yeah, we did a, a quick one with Zach. It was more of like a, a friends' yeah. so was kind of the variety thing. We had a blast Yeah, with it was that. a variety but, show. We do want to come back out and do um, like a, a live show. So if we do that, just be ready because we'll probably tap you in and need you on the yeah, stage. Yeah, please. So- Let
0: me, yeah, I, I would, I would love to, to be there and, and walk you. I, I would love to catch your spew steel. I will catch your spew. <laughs> I'll have a little steel spew <laughs> cup and, like then I'll, third. Yeah, and then I'll sell it to the audience afterwards. If you'd oh, like a little hi. bit of steel spew, please,
3: it's $5 and it goes to a good charity.
2: I don't
3: like this. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the ultimate guy's night though. The three of us on a stage talking about Bravo steel spewing in the corner over there. Then we're going to sell it afterwards. Yeah. That's, that's the guy's oh night. Oh my God. I, I get so to nervous out.
0: too. I get so nervous. I get so, well, mine is not, spe- I get so sweaty. I get, uh, oh, yeah. I, I have a, I have a picture with Sutton Strack from like two Bravo cons ago where it was like, people were like, oh my God, did you just step out of the shower? And I was like, no, I was just so insanely nervous to meet Sutton And it was the worst photo that I've ever taken. My my eyes are closed. It looks like I'm just (laughs) dripping. And you just, in those situations, and then you get so disappointed in yourself afterwards. You're like, you talk about this crap all the time and you still get so nervous in these social situations.
2: I think that's a good thing though, because it keeps you humbled. You know, you you never walk (laughs) in the room expecting to be there. That's, that's how I look at it. It's like, I'm never- I'm never complacent where I'm like, oh, this is where we should be. I'm like, wow, they let us in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine starting to get cocky with any of this? Like, it's so because you couldn't have imagined doing any of this at all anyways. Like,
3: I didn't imagine this. Mm -mm. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get cocky with it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, shooter. It's good. We so one of us has know. to. One of us has to. Do Dude, the prom
0: bros yeah, break up because shooter gets way too cocky, <laughs> and it, it's like a big band breaking up because one of you guys gets like too close to the sun
3: yeah, behind yeah. the podcast on VH1.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah <laughs> that's a well, good idea. We have a theory, uh, running theory on the podcast that um, the real reason that the Beatles broke up and ultimately leading to uh, John Lennon's murder was because uh, Paul was in the Illuminati. And got oh, him wow,
0: you're really going there immediately in the show. and <laughs> well, We got after it, yeah.
2: Yeah, we've, we've been doing that one for a while. It pisses some people off. Some people think it's funny. We think it's hilarious, so we've been leaning into it. But um, anyway. Well, anyway, we, let's, we, let's start here. the rumor okay. today
0: that the Bravo Bros are actually part of the Illuminati, and that has led to certain... I mean, listen, yep. the, the Illuminati has a direct feeder system into watch what happens live right now. So I think that is, you know, that's proof that you guys are Illuminati now.
3: Yeah. We're going to have to take care of Ryan after the show. He's <laughs> yeah, talking too, he much. too much.
2: And now <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you people... meant you were
0: going to recommend me for the Illuminati. You're actually just going to kill me. That's amazing. Oh, We're no, going to kill he... you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get yeah. Zach to do it though. Yeah. 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 He, he's the one that brought us in. So poor Zach. <laughs> poor <Zach>. <laughs> no, but, um, The first thing I want to talk about real quick, and then we want to get into Vanderpump, but uh, we're coming off of, obviously, we were at Watch What Happens Live with Heather last night after the third reunion episode of quite possibly the best Housewives season that we've seen in recent years, and definitely the best finale we've ever seen. So let's hear your thoughts on it, just as far as Monica and Heather and, you know, the potential no return of monica we've heard different things that she was fired now we're hearing she's on pause so give us your quick synopsis how did you feel about the season the reunion all that
0: i loved the season i mean what a, you, you said it perfectly it was such a great standalone season but the season was also really interesting because i always compare it to like a david lynch film like a lot of it was just so weird and bizarre but then it had a connecting through line and I find it interesting, and it'll be interesting to see how this grows on you over the next month or two as we think back on it. Just like with Vanderpump Rules last season, is it's still a who done it? It's still there's a mystery element involved. And I will say that reunion was so damn good that I, I kind of predicted this: that no matter how many reunions you had, if you had three, four, or five, we still weren't going to have all of our questions answered. So I think there's still a big question mark on some things, like. Heather came out with the black eye, but I still don't understand how it happened. I still don't understand how you know it's Jen Shaw, but you can't piece together why you knew it was Jen Shaw. I still have questions about why all of these ladies still seem to be protecting Jen Shaw in a way. And even at Watch What Happens Live last night, she said, hey, Jen Shaw should be happy with me right now because we got one of her, you know, somebody that was so against her out. And so I have questions there, but yeah, undoubtedly Monica did not have a good reunion performance. It was such a great venue for her to be able to actually tell her side of the story and i think she got caught up in delivery of you know she'd start every statement with like cursing or you be you know you bitch or this or that and it took away from whatever message the burn book did not land at all um i still don't know from front to back why things were done like i think we're missing a lot of context and i think it's too hard to do in three parts reunions i wish they had done the reality von tees on the first episode and yeah. then kind of s- see where everything landed so you could keep coming back to it. But yeah. I think also you have to buy into Heather Gay and her saying that this is a relationship. Uh, you know, this show is about friendships. You have to really buy into that because I think, you know, what she is believing or what she wants to believe is that it's these four core women that really support and love each other. But even if you break down those relationships, that's not necessarily true I'm bummed Monica's not coming back just because I would have liked to have seen her answer for more of her behavior. And I think we've seen, not to this degree in this way, but we've seen a lot of people, Lisa Rinna being one of those people that has done a lot of really backhanded, weird things. And we saw Lisa and Meredith's relationship get completely repaired after Lisa and Meredith saying horrible things about each other. I don't know. You you have to really buy into a couple of things to... I don't know. I'm curious. But at the same time, I'm one of those people like uh, bring bring season five on. I can't wait to see it regardless if Monica's there or not. I just wish and and I hope the door is open to Monica. I hope we do have a cooling off period and that she's able to come back and and maybe present more of a case. What did you guys think?
3: It seems unlikely that she would be back at least next year. Maybe if she keeps that door open, maybe for season six, or we'll see her pop up on an Ultimate Girls trip. That's kind of where Steele and I have landed on all of that. But Monica was so disappointing just because like this is unlike, and we always try to compare it to the VPR scandal, because let's be honest, that's the last time that it really kind of grips the world in this drama. So now we're back and we've got this going on. Monica had so much time to prepare. She had weeks and weeks and weeks to figure it out. Like, you know that this is going to come out. You know this is going to be the major sticking point for the reunion. And here she is completely unprepared and just using, like, these teenage insults at these women instead of coming with facts. Like, she had two options. You can either... Lay it all out and apologize and try to play the sympathy card and see what happens and then maybe you're welcomed back because you can blame Jen for everything which seems to work on this show. You can blame Jen for (laughs) fucking anything. She's in prison (laughs) just say you know what Jen like you saw how my mom abused me emotionally Jen was doing the same thing I didn't know what was going on and I got wrapped up in all of this and I never meant to hurt any of you guys she could have gone that route or she could have gone full villain and just didn't apologize for anything but she could have stood pat with it instead she just went this other route where she just looked like she was so unprepared. Nobody's in her corner anymore. And there are still some people that are like, you guys should have went after Heather last night on Watch What Happens Live. We're like, fucking how?" As the bartenders, we're going to start yelling well, at Heather.
0: Imagine, could you imagine <laughs> if you took your time and Watch What Happens Live to go after Heather? like That would, that would be have been nuts. Insane.
3: Yeah, yeah. it just it it didn't make any sense. And and I just feel like that's the worst is I overall I'm not going to let it take away from the season because it was such a great season. It was captivating. It kept us every single week wanting more and we loved it. So I'm not going to let that take away. I just wish that Monica could have made up her mind by the end of the reunion.
2: Yeah, and I think that, you know, it was interesting after watching part three. Because we saw those things coming out, the Monica was fired, this and that. In the first two episodes, you know, she held her own fairly well. I think that she started to falter in the second one. You start to hear the insults fly a little bit more. And in our experiences, the quicker that housewives turn to just flat out insults, as you said, Ryan, like the point gets lost. Now yeah. you're just throwing out, as Shooter said, like teenage insults, and it's, it's not landing anymore. You need to come with facts. And if you take the time to make a burn book, which I was, 100% under the impression that that was like a Bravo advertisement plant from Mean Girls like Dude, oh me too that's Girl what person, I right? like, I was like oh, how
0: yeah. weird that it's like right when Mean Girls musical you came out I as mean? a movie oh I yeah mean, that, I totally thought it was like backdoor advertising that's
2: what I thought then I was like all right well maybe Monica's people like Mean Girls contacted her like hey we'll pay you this if you took the <laughs> own book on so like now I've got other conspiracies in my head but overall I think that after watching last night it makes more sense to me that it's an easier decision for bravo to kind of be like all right well she's on pause or we're trying to figure out what to do with her while the cast figures out how to recover from it and can they go forward with her i just think it's interesting and it was also talked about last night but the fact that they can continue to film with jen and i know that they're saying well we were maintaining the idea that she was innocent because she said so it's like well you guys were fine filming with this person who defrauded elderly people out of their lives, yeah. like their livelihood. Yeah. You're cool with that. You're cool defending her even after she goes to prison, but we're not cool with filming with someone that just had a troll account. And the more I thought about it, is this just a product of for the past two years, they've been dragged by somebody not within the group. Like last year or two years ago, Jen was bringing everybody down because of her malfeasance with the elderly. Fast forward to this year, they're all getting dragged by this unknown party and they're just sick and tired of having outside noise. Is that just the culmination of two seasons of we're so sick of people talking shit and this stuff that we can't control? Is that why they're like treating Monica as such a bigger thing? I know it's a big deal. I'm not trying to take away from it. But is that why it's like an unforgivable offense? It's like, you know, what? we've had it. We just need to break ties with all the negativity and start from scratch with the core four.
0: Well, two things can be true at once. I always say that is that, you know, I think you've nailed some of that, but you know, you're not going to really ever be able to get out from under the shadow of Jen Shaw, even though Heather said at the, that at the very end, and Heather to me is one of the smartest. If you, if you always think housewives kind of switched over to survivor at a certain point, And it's like, you know, you know, being able to survive the season and who wins, who loses. And Heather was able to present her case way better than Monica was able to present her case. Now, even if you don't fully buy into Heather, you know, like saying that this is a, you know, a group of ladies that really want to be friends. Like at this point, nobody's going to get on this show that does not know about the show and doesn't kind of want to be on the show i mean i Mm -hmm. think it is like saturday night live that so many people at this point want to get on these kind of shows that you're gonna have to deal with fans getting on there heather gay is a fan of housewives before she was on this show but heather gay is actually a reliable narrator still where she's able to actually clearly communicate and talk about these ideas but it's so hard for me to make that leap of you're this threatened and scared of a troll account? Like, that's that's where I'm like, wait a sec. Like you said, Steele, Jen Shaw robbed elderly people of their livelihoods. I mean, she's in prison. This was federal offense. And Monica, to me, is kind of a sloppy troll account at that. And even we see it in the reunion. She's not able to really put together a solid argument of any sort of sense. But like, that's what keeps making me think like, what else are we missing here with Jen Shaw? I feel like we're missing this big piece of why are these ladies still under this shadow of jen shaw and i i'm just still so confused about the black eye. for as much as like we're gonna clear up all the confusion none of that was cleared up whitney said it best at the very end of like i'm still very confused about all of this like i'm very confused (laughs) i don't know what's going on but you know like shooter said what a great season and it takes us out of scandiball where we thought okay maybe bravo has shot their wad in a sense and it's like no we are back you know, we got we got catchphrases, everybody's screaming it, people in politics are talking about it. So I was very proud of the show in that sense. I'm just so confused as to where you go in season five. Do you just act like biz- business, business as usual? Three new cast yeah. members, that's it?
3: Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. I think we're going to have that learning curve in the beginning. They're going to act like they're all healing. The core four will show up in the first couple episodes and they'll slowly integrate the new girls in. It, it all depends on the new girls. I mean, we see this, this is probably the first time that a new housewife has come in season one and actually landed. I mean, we've seen housewives come back from pause. We've seen housewives show up for their first season and they try really fucking hard. Monica was trying really hard, but it worked. And obviously there's a lot else going on. Heather even hinted at it last night. She said that she kind of pieced it together before the season. I took it a step further. I'm, I'm already thinking that everybody, maybe Heather and then production knew about the whole thing to begin with. And they just kind of ran with it that season. But whatever they did, it worked. I, I'm not going to complain about that. anything. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to dig any deeper because it worked. <laughs> and, and I was entertained for a season. So there we go. That's yeah, all Are really you watched. not entertained? I oh, think we there we go. There we go. Gladiator references all over. <laughs>
2: um, Hold on. But that's, but that's... And Joe Bradley and myself are in a group chat. And these two just send Gladiator memes back and forth. Like if, <laughs> and if it's, both, it's their favorite movie, both of them. So they just quote Gladiator back and forth and send gifts. And I'm just a third party to this bromance that is gladiator centric.
3: Yeah, listen,
0: so that's it's, amazing. I would love to see you on Southern Hospitality season three, shooter.
3: That would be amazing. Me too. Oh we gotta get down there. Gotta get down there. But yeah, I I don't know. Next season I think are we going to be really disappointed if there's a cooling off period where it's not that like gripping of a season and there's not a lot going on, but, you know, we're kind of getting back to even and then we get to see what what else happens after that. I feel like we owe them a little bit of grace, but the way that this industry works and the way that we work when we watch, if we have like three or four episodes and nothing's going on, we're going to be pissed.
0: Yeah, I mean, totally. And you see it a little bit with Beverly Hills this season, you know, yeah. of you know, it's starting to have like a little bit of a slowdown. And okay, are we going to have a through line? Even though the ratings are great, I think the audience is like, oh, what we could have had. You always yeah. compare it to what is not there and what could make it better. But I think what what it, what gives me assurance is that like these women aren't like the best of friends they still go after each other so it's not like it's kumbaya but you will have this little bit of i always joke about the first episode of next season it's going to be called picking up the pieces and it's going to be like once our trust was abused how do we move forward after this trauma and it's like i still feel like what are we talking about like the trauma is jen shaw that's the trauma and that i think is like the biggest um you know, it's like almost like, what is that word? Like you're you're edging the audience of we, we've never had Heather Gay. <laughs> we've never had Heather Gay actually face Jen Shaw. We've never had any of these ladies truly tell Jen Shaw, like, what did you do? What did you do to us? We did ride so hard for you. Instead, we got all of that anger directed right at Monica. And I'm sorry, Monica, no matter what you think of her is not Jen Shaw. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, That's the thing is that I just feel like we still don't have those questions answered of like Monica. There's like so many Monica's out there. No offense to Monica. And I, I, I really, I didn't enjoy, but I found it interesting her story with her mom and you see the context of why she is the way she is. But um, I I still think this Jen Shaw cloud will loom over these ladies. And uh, I I think more stuff will come out eventually. Like if we're remembering black eyes all of a sudden, what else are we remembering? And Heather even said last night, I I stood up for her and I had her back for three years. I covered, she said, I covered for her for Mm -hmm. three years. So that means you knew three years, like you knew from the jump you were covering for Jen Shaw. And that's the stuff that I'm curious about. I just think Heather plays a way better game than Monica ever could.
2: Yeah, she's definitely cleaner with it. And it's interesting because this translates, if you think about it, how are they going to be able to replicate or give us another entertaining season without Monica? And can they do that? Can they capture or recapture lightning in a bottle? And, you know, I think the biggest thing is to, at least from where we're sitting, is to not try to manufacture it to see what you have and create something organic with it. And I think that it's interesting because now I want to shift over to Vanderpump and they're presented with a similar debacle here. We just came off of arguably the most eruptive season in Bravo history. You know, it captured the entire world. People got invited to the congressional dinner. And I know Heather actually made it to Congress too with receipts, timelines, proof. (laughs) So I think now the barometer is set that you make it as a Bravo web if you are mentioned in the government. So that's yeah. where people are trying to get to now, but it's a new benchmark. That's the, the new benchmark is getting quoted by a Senator or something, but
0: Trump 2024 receipts. proof oh, <laughs> <laughs> that That's be a wild. joke. You guys, I'm not political. I'm not. Political. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're
2: not doing politics here, but that was really funny. But to get back on track. Vanderpump has a similar uphill battle where they need to figure out how to give us another season in which we are so captivated and they have big shoes to fill created by themselves. Because if we talk about Vanderpump before Scandaval, a lot of people think that it was going to be canceled after that season. And Scandaval kind of saved it and brought it back from the dead and turned it into this massive hit. So do you think that they can not to be corny, but capture lightning in a bottle and figure out a way to deliver us a season that we are going to be entertained. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the preview and things like that. But I just want to get your take on that. Like, do you think that they can deliver after such a big season last year?
0: I mean, yes and no. I mean, I think just being them and like the the excitement and the curiosity that it's going to deliver. The first episode is really good. It's strong and you have a long way to go, but it's another one of those things in terms of picking up the pieces, you know, and all of these people. And I think that's, what's so interesting even about the first episode, which, you know, is like, there's a lot of breaking of the fourth wall. There's a lot of talking about what is happening. None of these people, they don't even, none of these people are working at Lisa's restaurant anymore so that is done you know and that's a really kind of refreshing thing to see so i love that peek behind the curtain and i think that's fascinating in a whole new way but no it's not going to be the same in any sort of way because even season 10 they didn't know it was going to be that way until halfway through the season. like production was catching up like we found out this information what about rachel and tom like after the fifth or sixth episode of last season and so then the production did this brilliant you know, job of like teasing it out the entire season. And you would go back and try to look at context clues about this relationship that they weren't talking about. And it just kind of fit perfectly. So there's no way we're going to have that again. But I think if you are fascinated in any of these characters, and a lot of us are, you're going to like this. Is it going to be in the doldrums like season eight and season nine? I don't think it's going to be that bad at all. I just don't think it is going to capture... There's no haley's comet only comes around how many like what's like once every, every 75 you know like hot. it's yeah it's just like it's it's lightning you're right it's lightning in a bottle but enjoy like it's like enjoy the ride like if you like yeah. vanderpump rules you're gonna dig it but it's not gonna have that overarching storyline like salt lake had i mean it is kind of just picking up the pieces and The big question, and I'm so curious about you guys, thinking of where are you at with Sandoval, and do you think it is too soon for him to get a redemption season?
3: Uh, Yes, definitely way too soon for him to get a redemption. I don't think he's going to get that either. I think the people are going to be all ups and arms with maybe the way that the other actors on the show might get around with him, or maybe they kind of give him a pass and they start thinking about old times, who the hell knows what's going to happen. Bravo picked up cameras pretty quickly after. I feel like there was a lot shorter of a break than what we're used to, and that's because they still wanted to get some of that raw emotion on there. I'm a little worried that because we saw this at the end of last season, we saw it going into the reunion. A lot of the people, a lot of the castmates were playing it up and they were doing their own thing to try to. I mean, look, I mean, the sandwich shop made a ton of money off of merch. Lala made a ton of money off of merch. You saw everything else like Sheena made a ton of money off the song like there was so much going (laughs) on. I'm worried that they're going to we're going to see more of that, even though they're not doing it anymore. We don't see it in the press anymore, but I'm worried we're going to get a lot of that in the beginning of the season, which is okay. Again, last season was so crazy that I'm okay with starting off the season with a little bit of played up nonsense. As long as we get back into the relationships and the friendships of everybody involved. And there's so many nuances that we have to hold on to. Like, I want to see what Tom Schwartz is going to be doing. Is he going to be able to mend fences with anybody here? Because everybody thinks that he knew. Is he going to be able to be friends with anybody? Are we still going to have to deal with the Tom and Katie bullshit where every time he walks in the door, Katie's going to knock him down and then he goes and be sad in the corner? I don't know if that any of that is going to pop back up, but I feel like there's a lot He does to play. He does play to. victim.
0: He does play victim in the first episode already. Like there is, it's interesting. And I think that's, you know, even coming from a bunch of bros here. I think bros, like we present ourselves as, I mean, tough but there's like such a sensitivity that it is wild that women sometimes get pinned with the overly emotional and things like that when it's you know if you look at the guys on bravo sometimes way more emotional and sensitive than the women and usually you know we dig our own holes and i think that's the thing i'll be interested to see uh is and by the way sandoval you know when the, the season's well i don't know when this air but you know it's like he's off doing special forces i think at the beginning of the season so it's interesting I just don't know if Sandoval has still come to terms with any of his fully come to terms with any of his own behavior. And I think there's a residing anger that has grown with Ariana in particular. And I think that's, what's going to prevent like a full redemption this quickly, which is, I think what he potentially went into the season trying to do because without Rachel there, he can present any story that he wants as his own without having Rachel there to, say hey that's not actually the case
2: yeah do you, do you think that rachel made a mistake by not coming back or do you think that it's do like i i know that a big part of it was her mental health and trying to get over everything that happened and find a safe space for herself and i understand that part of it lover or hater that was a lot to go through for any person so i get trying to like pick the pieces back up but there's also been speculation that the biggest caveat for her not coming back was they couldn't reach a number in which she was satisfied with returning to the show so do you think that given what we've seen with the reception of sandoval because we've seen a little bit you know we've got pictures of sheena hanging out with tom and we've got pictures of other people in the group you know it's bravo right like at the end of the day if you're remaining on the cast we are under the impression that at some point you will smooth some of these relationships over. Even something as polarizing as Scandaval, you have to think at some point there's going to be friendships again. It's silly to not, right? So we've even seen Lala comment on it where she was like, you know, I thought Rachel should have come back. And in your opinion, do you think that she made a mistake by not coming back? Do you think the door is still open for her in the future?
0: As a big fan of some like mental health in general, I thought she made such a smart decision and actually mm-hmm. taking the time to actually go through her behavior. And if we are going from a mental health angle, I think, man, so smart to not come back from the, to the show, but then you go ahead and do this podcast mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa, because by the way, I'm one of the people I've listened to the podcast. I listened to it at like 1.75 speed and it's like, it's, it's listenable <laughs> to get through the commercials. But you know, yeah. But you know, it's like, even just her voice is so plot anyways there's a lot of good information in there but i'm like if you're gonna do this i would have way rather you've been in a scene with schwartz and say schwartz You knew the, the day after I hooked up with Sandoval for the first time, that to me is such a crime that if she's going to put it out there on a podcast for financial gain, why not make more financial gain and do it on the show? So like, if you were just protecting your mental health, you wouldn't, I think, be doing this show at all, even to clear up your name, because at the end of the day, who gives a rip about the audience? If you're working on your rest of your life we're not the Bravo fans are not a part of the rest of your life or most normal people that there we're not. So, you know, I just get this. I feel like, do you, I feel like she wants it both ways. And I would have just much rather her been on this show to hold Schwartz and Sandoval's feet to the fire. And she would have had to take it, but she's already taken it from all of us anyways. And I do, I think maybe was shoot her, but it's like, I I think there is a world in which we see her come back for season 12. I think yeah. it's it's one of those things yeah. where the door is open and even in her podcast, you're right. She said, listen, we were still coming to terms with if I was going to come back on the show and they wanted her to be there because there's a big Lake Tahoe uh, episode where Lisa's opening a new restaurant in Tahoe and they had Graham, the dog that's now been named re- hip, renamed Hippie. There was going to be this big thing and that's where they were hoping she was going to pop back in on that episode. And they couldn't come to terms. And then she wanted to stay in that facility longer, which I give her props for. But, um, you know, a podcast, I mean, we're like we I love podcasts. You love podcasts. But Rachel, you know, you have a story that should be on the show and that is your choice but I feel like people can then either not listen to it or it gets picked apart where I just would have rather seen that on film, but I hope, and I think there is a world in which she comes back. I also think there's a world in which Ariana doesn't come back for season 12. I think Ariana is getting to a point where she's, she's really setting herself up for some really amazing things. And I think, um, I think that's the, I guess the, you know, part of the silver lining on this dark cloud for her is, you know, she's been able to do all of these things that she's wanted to do for so long. And she's made kind of a a positive out of it.
3: I think that could get really weird if we get a departure for Mariana going into season 12 and Raquel comes back that same season. Welcome to Bravo. That is a great dynamic. Sign me up for that right away. But yeah, with Raquel in general, I feel like she could have done that if she had gone on a podcast that wasn't manipulating her. Like she went from a manipulative situation in VPR to a manipulation of a podcast that was just trying to push her, somebody else's own agenda, which we're not going to name that person, but that person was pushing an agenda. It rhymes with
2: Shmethenish Mankel. Yeah.
3: Yeah. If she had gone on. If she had gone on guys night, maybe she went on with (laughs) just Ryan Bailey. She could have had a better time and she could have at least aired some things out and maybe got a little bit of her more emotion out there. And we could have gotten at least a little bit more out of her. But again, I mean, when it comes down to mental health, like do whatever the hell you're going to do. And I get it. If they couldn't get to a number that you felt comfortable with, because at the end of the day, if this is what you're doing for money, you're at least going to sell your soul at a certain amount. I'm going to respect that. So I look, if she's, she's not coming back this year, I think we're just going to focus on the. Inner relationships about everybody else and how they kind of move on without her and how they move on with Sandoval are they going to be nice to him are they going to be dicks to him we're going to have to find out and I feel like that's going to be a really interesting factor
2: well so I, mean, I know and also- this might be a hot take just real yeah. quick but um after you let me know that they renamed the dog hippie that was yeah. Graham before can we all agree the stories about this dog and I love dogs and I have a dog <laughs> this dog kind of sounds like an asshole like he bites people I, and so he doesn't sound like a, but that, cool by
0: dog. the way, steel coming out with a hot take. I, I think, God, I thought you were about to say, I hate dogs. And I was like, no, Oh, no, no, shoot, no. man. No, that that's, that's, that's too hot of a take. Right uh, no, no.
2: I have a golden doodle and he's, he's my, my world. I love dogs. I'm just saying Graham or hippie just kind of seems like a dick.
0: <laughs> there seems to be a lot of behavioral issues with hippie that I, Get scared about like, I mean, and, and even in the story that Rachel presents that DJ James Kennedy, you know, potentially was not the best owner, but I don't know. I always like to believe that people can change. And I always do like to believe that like, oh, it would be great if, you know, like even like Shep on Southern charm, when he made the big mea culpa at the reunion, I was like, man. I really root for that guy. I don't care. You know, all this, like, man, if you like um, how amazing chef would be if he actually did commit to change. Like, you know, I think you guys are the same way. I'm deeply in love with Craig Conover. And I'm like, here's somebody that's like actually saying, Hey, I did stop drinking. Like, and I did. And I think it's okay to long for the glory days, but to also realize that you're potentially past those times of getting blackout with your buddies in your twenties. And that's okay. That's okay to, to be that anyways. Um, I, I hope DJ James Kennedy has changed for the better because in all essence, he is by default, the number one guy in the group right now. Um, but also the, the person that may remain nameless, the producer of this podcast, I will say this in defense of Rachel, I learned more about Rachel's story from her show in that first episode than I did in any of the four part, S- a special interview that person did with Rachel over the summer. And I will say that it was such a disservice to Rachel. And that's why I'm kind of bummed that she's affiliated with this show because it is, it's, it's once again, it's like, Oh, if you're complaining about Bravo, all of a sudden you're Bravo. Once again, monopolizing and benefiting over somebody's trauma, which was your main complaint.
2: Yeah. How about that? How about that platform? She built on a glass house who were the thunk, but um, by the way, wait, anyway. wait, now,
0: now I'm thinking of other watch what happens live things you could have done. You didn't have to go after Heather, but shooter, you could have been like, hey Andy, what's the deal with uh Schmankel? Like that would have been a great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, let's not talk about Salt Lake City. I want to talk to you about that one. Yeah,
2: people telling us to like just disrupt the flow of the show. Yeah, great idea. We're just lucky to be here. Let's let's fuck with them. Yeah, so, they can they can um... cut
3: our mics off and turn the camera off. We don't have to worry about
2: that. <laughs> they don't have to show us. But I do want to talk about, and you were invited to the premiere of Vanderbump and you had boots yeah. on the ground at the premiere. And I would love to hear about how that went, some things that were seen there, maybe some, uh, some drama that might have popped off. Um, okay. And when was that?
0: Okay, so this is last Wednesday, and I text. So, unfortunately, I thought I had COVID, so I had to cancel uh, being there. So, I did have boots on the ground from people there, and I've not talked about this on my show. So, I'm saving this for your show. So, this was at the Palladium, and the Palladium. The Palladium is kind of like this beautiful music venue. I've seen so many great concerts there, but it was the Vanderpump Rules season 11 premiere party. And I, and they kind of even sold tickets to, you know, the general public as well. So I thought it was going to be this packed out thing, but Bravo killed it. Like it was decorated with these nice plush couches There was like seating area for cast that was kind of roped off, but you had access to them. It was not overpacked at all. Like it was just like, I guess the right amount of people. What was interesting though, was watching the cast interact with each other. Now the big, the big stuff was that Sandoval and Schwartz had an after party at Schwartz and Sandy's and the big among the other content creators and things that there was a lot of conversation of, if we go to this thing, are we then kind of going against Ariana? There was this interesting thing that I think they will actually be dealing with on the show this season. And Sandoval kind of dipped out right after the, uh, you know the uh the the screening of the episode of uh, the premiere and ariana dipped out as well really quickly after the premiere so you had you know the La La, the sheena and brock and all of this stuff but i thought the really interesting thing was sandoval but sandoval was also he kind of goes into these things from my understanding and i saw it a little bit at bravo con with his head up you know he'll go up to people like you know whatever like you know, this one person I was talking to I was like, I've, I've been very critical of him. Like he came up to her, hugged her, was like, Oh, what's up, dude. All right. <laughs> you know, like, and I thought that was really interesting. And it kind of really seems to be his MO of Going full steam ahead, regardless of this, because if you compare it to Carl in Summerhouse with the Lindsay stuff, Carl kind of like remained so laid so low. He didn't go touring with the karaoke band. He just laid low. But Sandoval like pushed the pedal to the metal, you know, immediately went on tour into special forces, into podcasting, into the season. And he has not looked back once. And I, I do sometimes wonder if that will catch up with Tom. But I guess the overall anxiety from the people there were watching kind of the Tom and Ariana and the Tom and Tom. And I was also told, you know, people were very friendly with Tom and Tom, but they were also kind of on an island as well. Like not as many people were approaching them as, say, the the Sheena and the La La
3: and DJ James was- Kennedy. Do you think that may have been a little bit more public perception than what we're going to see on the show? Or do you think that that's because I I've I tend to think that maybe they're worried that the people in the audience are going to look at them and say, oh, look at this. Like they just went on this whole vendetta against Tom and now they're sitting buddy buddy with them and they're just going to kind of let the show play out because that's really hard to do if you're filming scenes with each other. And we just saw a lot of pictures, a lot of videos of them seemingly getting along with Tom here and there. So I feel like oh, we're going to yeah. see a lot of that in the season. But do you think that comes into play with the public perception? I think it
0: does a little bit. I think, you know, it, it'll be interesting to ride this season out and see how the cast, because the, the I guess the blessing or the curse of this is that pretty much all of them have podcasts now. Like pretty much all of them we're going to have this whole, you know, it's going to be a show within a show because we'll see the show. They'll all talk about the show on their podcast. If I was the producer at Evolution, I would be like, guys, I'm sorry. You can keep doing your podcast, but you can't talk about Vanderpump Rules. You can't until the season's over because I think it just, it it creates this kind of whole other thing that the show can sometimes not keep up with. And I would think as a producer, you want to try to bottle your storylines and try to keep it in and save that rage or save that happiness for reunions and save it for Bravo and not, you know, put out little pieces of information to tease out on your show. I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted. I would love to know how evolution approaches something like this, where I think it's so important to keep certain things secretive
2: i think that you take the salt lake approach i think that they did such an exceptional job of actually holding on to the drop that when it finally landed all of us at home were like whoa this is amazing what a finale what a lead into the reunion what an episode one and two of the reunion i mean three kind of fell but only because monica fell like we saw her not prepared to go to war with these women and that's kind of where it fell short but all in all a three part reunion where each part was good TV and an entire season where you're captivated the whole time. And it all leads back to one thing. Nobody let it slip. We didn't know the audience was unaware of what was about to happen. And I think that this is a dangerous game that Bravo kind of opened the door to unintentionally. And you saw it more so with Beverly Hills, I think last season, they started to get really interactive. Rinna, Diana Jenkins. They got really interactive with social media. They started bringing in social media. They started using comments. They started commenting on certain things and causing a scene. We had the Diana Jenkins versus Philly Diva last year where she made the the black content creator remark. So I think that they blurred the lines so much back then that we've been seeing more of a presence of social media, taking hold of these shows. And I think that's a dangerous game to play because As these people are fighting for storylines, for screen time, for a new contract next year, they are letting things slip. They are reaching out. They are dropping a little bit more than they should in interviews and stuff like that. But when you look at Salt Lake and what they were able to capture so well and so organically was they just didn't talk about it off the show. Like, that's okay. We can leave it on the show. And especially with something like this where you have so many outlets. And I'm not going to fault anybody on Vanderpump. You know, they had this golden opportunity this doesn't come around ever for people and they had this chance to each individually monetize the situation did they take advantage of it yeah whatever it's bravo they did what they had to do they all made the bag while they could but because of that like you said All of them have a podcast. All of them have individual podcasts. And that is a big outlet. They all have a big social media presence. They're all outspoken on social media. Jax Taylor is back in the mix. You think that guy's going to shut up? There's no way. So like, there's so many factors here. And I think that Bravo Production would be doing everybody a favor, especially us at home, if they're able to wrangle them in and maybe put an embargo during the season, which would suck for us as content creators because we can't talk to these people. But at the same time, if that leads to better TV and leads to consistency where we're not having a season eight and nine of Vanderpump, we're having more season tens, we're having more salt lakes. Cause it's like you said earlier, and it's a great point after scandal. I think all of us are scratching our heads. Like, can they ever do this again? Can we ever get a captivating enough season that it shakes the world? And Bravo delivered, in less than six yeah. months, like that's massive. And that's a huge confidence booster. So like if they can wrangle it in, I think that they have a formula here, but they need to take their own notes.
0: And I want to, I want to actually clarify too, is that uh, maybe put a kibosh on uh, interviews, except for *Brav bros and so bad. It's good. Maybe that's,
3: those yeah. are the two oh, shows yeah. that these people yeah, yeah, are allowed that, to go yeah, on.
0: Other yeah. than that, but no, but I always, you are like most,
3: the Panama uh, canal. You can use us to get through it. Everybody else. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, no, I always try to not do gotcha interviews. I try not. I mean, I try to do like these kind of respectful interviews or something or yeah. not, you know, like, because you want to play ball. You don't want to upset the, you know, as much as you want to be a part of this, you don't want to make yourself ever a part of the story, but yeah, I'm really curious where we go from here, but you're right. Salt Lake city did it so well, keeping those things secret. And also in regards to like Beverly Hills, Lisa Rinna, I always feel was like three more bad decisions away from becoming Monica Garcia, like three bad, like three, just bad tiny decisions away from fully, you know, so I think she got out at the right time, but like, I'm so curious how you do capture this and don't let the air out and kind of capture it without just like leaking all over the place. And you're right with Jax Taylor, that's the whole thing that's so funny is that I always say, Scandal, you know, it awakened ancient evils. Now you have Jax Taylor back on the scene. And that was the other big thing at the premiere. They showed the premiere of the Valley teaser mm-hmm. where Jax Taylor, it's kind of he is leading this show. And you know, everybody's like, who asked for this? Now I'm of the mind, if the show's good, we're all going to watch. And what do you mean who asked for this? We all kind of asked for this. We gave, if you're a producer, you're going to be like, this is the perfect time because so many people are curious. They're going back and watching old episodes of, but also then Jax, and this is so, so Jax and so Vanderpump rules, you know, Jax was so critical of Tom Sandoval. And then, you know, when he started filming The Valley, he was like, He's a good guy. He's yeah. we gotta listen. <laughs> we gotta listen. He's a good guy. Good guy. Good guy. We gotta, you know, we've we've been too hard on him. And I'm like, of course you're gonna say that. You're on a show now.
2: It's predictable. At least he's consistent. But like that. Do that's we, do we think that Jax know. is pl- do you think
3: Jax is plugging his show during any scene that he's in VPR though? Like, how many times do you think he says the valley? <laughs> He's like, like he, he's this would, he,
0: looks, he goes, well, Tom, this wouldn't happen in the valley. The valley. And he turns Look to the at, camera. He's like this. <laughs>
2: like a, turn head to camera. Well, I was just no. driving through the valley.
0: The valley. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh, it's hot out here. Not as hot as in the valley. Yeah, no, I can he see that. You know, so I think in that sense, Vanderpump Rules season 11 is going to be this kind of another social experiment of, you know, of seeing all of these people because conventional wisdom said this show was done season yep. eight and season nine. I mean, people still complain about those seasons and now season 10 out of nowhere, it becomes the number one show on Bravo again. And then I was talking to, I was, uh, I was talking to Stassi Schroeder today and she was talking about, cause I, you know, she was talking about Scandal and I said, Hey, was that good or bad for you that everybody was going back and watching this from the beginning? And she was like, you know, it was, it was both. She was like, it was good because all these new people started coming over to the podcast or something, but it was also bad because I don't, I don't live there anymore. And she also mentioned she said, listen, I was, I was offered to be in the Valley. You know, they wanted me to be a part of the initial sizzle reel for the Valley. And she's like, it's just, but it's not my real life. It's not my life. I don't want to do that anymore. Like I, I she's like, I'm not, not say, I'm not saying I don't want to be on reality television, but that's not my life. I don't hang out with Jax. I don't hang out with Christian. I don't, you know, and, and she didn't say she was in a feud with Christian, but she's like, that's just not my reality. So to do that would be disingenuous
2: at that. this point. And I thought that was yeah. interesting.
1: <laughs> and, um, they 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 discourage that kind of
2: self-awareness. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 no. Thinking so individually. What are you doing? Um <laughs> but I look, I agree with you. I think that if it's good TV, it's good TV. I think that they are taking a massive gamble on putting a show on Jax Taylor's shoulders because he already thought that Vanderpump Rules was his show. And we saw how that panned out for him. So giving him the actual reins, if you will, of being like, yeah, this is your show now. Like you are the first face they saw in the preview. You're driving that stupid mini Hummer around, which like, Something in my like mind tells me that that is actually his little Hummer, and he probably drives that around his neighborhood. Like I just—he doesn't like, leave walking. the neighborhood though. He doesn't go yeah. anywhere outside oh, no. of the neighborhood yeah, with that. Yeah. No, no. no, Brittany yeah. actually has like a dog collar like on his ankle, and if he gets too far from the house, he snaps <laughs> oh up, yeah, it's like, oh, it's, oh I gotta go home. Like, <laughs> but well, I mean, good.
0: No, I just think that that's what's fascinating about Jax or even Vanderpump Rules is how far these people will go to be on this show, to stay on this show. And I think that's kind of interesting if you look at the show behind the show is that I I keep saying, like, I don't want Jax to ruin his perfectly good family for another shot at reality television fame. I, I just, I want, you know, and I, I've I've had very I've had a troubling relationship with Jax over the years, just being a fan of the show. But it's like, I don't want him to blow something that's going to be there long after reality television comes and goes. You know, his family will always be there. I don't want him to feel the need to like, I'm going to make good reality television, damn it. Or him to actually make a stupid boneheaded move and blame it on reality television. Of like, Oh, it wasn't me. I had to do it for the show. I had to have a successful show. And that's what worries me. But isn't it interesting in 2024, we're such a, you know, the audience is so brilliant sometimes is that we do think past just the show. We think about how this is in their normal lives. We kind of get the whole gig. We get the gig at this point. We get, we understand what it is, but it's like, how does it really change them? And for like somebody like Sandoval, you see that it really did change him in certain ways. He wasn't actually able to be honest with his partner and wanted the days of yesteryear to come back. And I think he was genuinely shocked that we all took it so hard but I think he still thinks of himself as a guy in his twenties of like we used to do this in our twenties, and and it was just fun stuff on season one of Vanderpump Rules. And it's like, yeah, but you're in your 40s now, and it's a little bit, little bit different.
2: I agree. And I think that you know, something that they especially Sandoval didn't register is as they grow, as we watch them grow, those that have watched this show, the audience is growing too. So when you see them, and we see it across the board in any Bravo show that's been around long enough. When you see these, these characters, if you will, on these shows start to transition to different parts of their life, different phases of their life. We were literally with the Vanderpump crew from a bunch of 20-somethings trying to be models and actors working in a bar, hooking up and cheating on each other, transition into having families, transition into having homes, lives, businesses, like – as we grew with them, you expect different things out of them. And that's a silly thing to say that, oh, I expect my reality TV stars to act a certain way. And I understand <laughs> that. But at the same time, I think you make a good point, especially in today's age, where there is a highlight on mental health. There is a highlight on taking care of yourself and not putting yourself in terrible positions to ruin your life outside of the show. And I think that when you bring Jax into it, it is such a an interesting, and I hate to frame it like this because, again, it's, it's his family But it's like almost a social experiment where it's like all I'm picturing honestly with him is like that scene in The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke where it's like they tell him if you wait one more time, (laughs) if you jump off the rope, if you do your signature move, your heart's going to explode. And you're you're cool with your daughter. Again. <laughs> you're cool with your daughter again. Don't do it. Mickey. And sure enough, Mickey jumps off the top rope, and like, and the movie ends. And you're like, "Well, it's oh, Jacks with Insta- Instagram DMs." <laughs> That's what I mean, like, you're. But I feel like, like that with the way that
3: that works, and what you just said, where we've seen these people forever, and they've gotten to know each other such on such a deeper level. Obviously, filming together and working together and doing all this, that I feel like we're not going to have that typical fallout period from a crazy season of Bravo we're going to get right back into it. There's not going to be a learning curve. There's not going to be a feel out period. There's no new people. We lost Raquel. Yeah. And if you think about it on a deeper level, what the fuck did we actually lose with losing Raquel? What did she bring to the show aside from somebody for she, Sandoval to cheat on Ariana with? No, she, she didn't she lose a character. The, I, I
0: think that's the misconception too. And I think it's very different than somebody like Monica, who I actually thought yeah. presented them, like was able to do actual scenes in the show, not the reunion, but Rachel, I Raquel, Rachel, whatever she, uh, She she didn't bring anything to her scenes. She was I mean, a lot of her, you know, storylines were like trying to find her voice and trying Mm -hmm. to even say public speeches. But what was so interesting about her was the scenario that Tom Sandoval put himself in because of her not you know like we did root for her to a degree but she was never going to come alive the way that um you know la la will pop in a talking head or you know she was never able she was never going to be able to do that so i think at the end of the day once you get past the scandal stuff she was never really going to be able to bring it like a like a, a a reality star yeah you would you would want so it would be interesting in a sense but at the end of the day she's never going to be able to carry her own show it's going to be hard for her to carry a storyline and you know wh- i mean where are you guys in terms of sandoval i mean this was so you know vanderpump rules it did so good for both of our shows talking about this but for me particularly i was such a tom sandoval apologist i rode so hard for that guy i stood up for him over the last i mean i've been recapping the show for years and i just thought this guy wow what a guy he was the anti-jacks he did. So I really came from a place of anger covering season 10. I was angry too. and I took it out with like a lot of memes, a lot of bad jokes, a lot of good jokes, but a lot of bad jokes. And I'm curious, like, I still feel kind of like, it's like, it's like suiting back up. I mean, it's like Mickey Rourke in the wrestler. It's yeah. like, if you go back on the, you know, but no, it's like, I kind of, am like, oh man, I have to get back into talking about Sandoval again and talking about, you know, it, it, it's, it's just uh i'm really curious to see see what happens with this season even with all of us and how we cover it yeah. um because it was such a feeding frenzy on behalf of us and i think heather was getting there last night at the reunion and sandoval does a little bit too is that you know it's easy to blame quote unquote trolls but remember trolls are usually you know trolling based on your actual behavior or what we see and i think there's a, you know a fine line and a delineation and i'm just curious to see how I'm going to feel about it this season as well. I'll be curious how you guys cover it.
3: I don't. Yeah, I think that we're going to we're going to be sitting here six, seven weeks from now saying how crazy it is that it seems like Tom has some sort of redemption arc going on right now. That's where we're going to be. We're going to be sitting here saying, why the fuck are we talking about Tom's redemption and feeling bad for him? We might feel bad for him. We're going to see the people in the cast feel bad for him. steel shaking his head, but I know for a fact, yeah, in a couple of me. weeks, Steel's you know going to be like, rough. oh, man, I, it's, you know, know, it's tough. Th- but like that's dude. but that's what Raquel, that's what we were doing with Raquel last year. Raquel was just a punching bag for everybody, even before the news broke. Oh, show. She up, bro. was I was getting up, up for Raquel. I was, it was like, let her was... have her
0: galaxy light. Let her have her galaxy light.
3: Yeah. <laughs> let her have her galaxy light. Now we know what happens in the galaxy light. But now it's just like, I know this is what's going to happen. Everything is cyclical. Eventually we're going to get tired of them ripping Tom apart because it's going to be boring. We're like, alright, enough. Like We have to film a scene with them. It's going to have to have some substance instead of you just making fun of them or yelling at him for something that happened weeks and weeks and months and months ago. We need to move on and we need to get past it. We're going to be talking about getting Tom a redemption arc. I know that's what's going to. Happen well, but but it's
0: also like, sorry, sorry, Steel.
3: No, 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 go ahead.
0: No, I was saying it's like reading a play, though. It's like you can read the play and just read the lines. And by the lines, say, if we're doing the play of Sandoval, if if what his dialogue is going to be, what I think it's going to be, if you just take the dialogue, you'd be like, oh, I feel bad for him, I feel bad for him, but you got to look at the context the meaning all of these things you also got to look at somebody that's been on reality television for 11 seasons now where he knows how to play the game better than anybody else knows how to play the game so he going into this wants to have a certain result it was like last season of vanderpump rules when he was trying to reverse engineer why he cheated on ariana so he was coming out he was like ah fucking pins and batteries dude uh she didn't pin the uh like he, (laughs) he was trying to reverse engineer reasons why their relationship didn't work and why he did what he did and he didn't have enough time to think. So they were all really, really bad, horrible reasons that did not stand up at all. And I'm curious if this is going to be round two of that. And I'm so curious if people will buy into it. I'm curious if I'll buy into it. That's I mean, that's really remains to be seen. And you don't see it I don't, in the first. Episode. I don't
3: think we're going to buy into it, though. I think what we're going to want is just for it to stop to just get give me something else. Just like we're going to get tired of it (laughs) and and we're going to want the redemption arc just because we're bored. I think that's what's good. we're not going to feel bad for him. Honestly, there's no way you can feel bad for that guy. I'll play the middle ground here. Yeah.
2: So I agree with Shooter. I think that they're going to end up framing it as I don't know if it's a redemption arc, but, you know, if they do this season correctly, it's 100% going to be what you said, Ryan. This is a pick up the pieces season. Let's see how everyone gets back on their feet and moves forward in their own individual lives. Like how are they going about their day to day? And then you can lean into how are they now interacting with one another now that they have their footing and how's the group look in the group dynamic? How are the pieces falling together now seeing the fallout from Sandoval or Scandoval and watching that group kind of push him so far away. And I think a lot of that also had to do with the audience's visceral reaction to everything. I think that that, Definitely played a role in how volatile the situation got, how outspoken everybody in the cast was. We've seen horrible things happen on Bravo. You know, we've seen it in multiple franchises, we've seen cheating scandals, we've seen cheating scandals on this show. But this one was so different. And I think that again the audience played into it a lot. But even Lala came out and said something. Sheena came out and said something. Multiple people talked about the fact, and you felt it at home. Like they made that um that holiday song recently, and they took a dig at Ra- uh, Rachel Raquel. Rachel, yeah, yeah. And the backlash from that was was a lot. A lot of people were out there saying, "All right, dude, like knock it off. We got it. You guys don't like Rachel. She made a mistake. Like quit beating a dead horse. Let's move on from this." So I think that. A part of it is like, all right, we've seen enough as Shooter said. And I think a big part of it also is like, you, you can't keep hammering home the same thing. We get it. He made a mistake. But if we're accepting him back on this season, we're accepting him back on this show, we need to see a group that's at least willing to make attempts to move forward in some fashion. you know. And, that and that's why mean- I think
0: That's why I think Ariana will eventually be gone because I think at the end of the day, that's a very real relationship to her. And she's expressed how she feels. She's expressed. There's not really going to be a relationship with me and Tom. Why? Because you're on a show. Does that all of a sudden mean she's not a real person and that she can't make those decisions? If somebody did this to you and made a fool of you on a grand scale, I don't care how many brand deals you got from it at the end. You are going to like, and I kind of, I kind of applaud her that I don't think sometimes it makes the best television, but my God, yeah, if this person did all of those things to you, just because you're on a, a Bravo show does not mean that you are required to have a friendship relationship with this person until you are completely ready. And you're going to see that this season. She holds strong to the fact that I will not be in a one-on-one scene with Tom Sandoval.
2: I agree. And I think you have mapped out between you and Shooter, have mapped out how they're going to be successful for two more seasons, and I think it's yeah. pretty simple. Honestly, I think that you see this season the growth of Ariana, then a lot of things are taking off for, her, and that's amazing. And again, the caveat for it was tough getting cheated on on a grand scale like that, but I think we were all in the same boat there, like seeing commercial after commercial with her. Like I didn't get irritated at it. I'm like, fuck yeah, keep making that money. Good for you. Like take they, it all for they all did. And they they should, all did. They all You know but I I don't fault them for that. Like some people like, Oh, they're all making money. It's like, why wouldn't they make money? Like use this for something and use it to better yourself, especially for Ariana. Yeah. Get that bag, get out there, make your money, go get the things that you weren't able to do prior to this. And you have the legitimacy now. And people know who you are for you to go be an actress, go do other things. And I think that you see that arc this season with her, how she's growing, changing and maybe separating from this group. And I think that you're going to see more of that as the group gets closer to Sandoval, you're going to see her get further and further away from some of them, some of the people that she's probably close with. And I think that at the end of the season, because she's a real person and because she gives a shit about her actual life, I think you're going to see her make a difficult decision. And this is my big prediction for the season. And I want to see what your guys' are. But my big prediction is we see Ariana get to the end of the season and go, you know what? I have a different direction in life now. I'm going a different path. We see the departure of Ariana at the end of the season, which opens the door for Rachel to come back in a different environment if she comes back with ariana it's going to be very difficult it's going to be hard for them to film scenes it's going to be hard for them to get together as a group if you take her out of the mix and the rest of the crew is still playing the reality tv game where they're trying to just mend fences move forward get the next storyline i think you now have a successful season this year watching that happen and you have at least a captivating beginning to next year because you have rachel coming back into the fold
3: Yeah, but what's Rachel going to do when she comes back? If Tom's going to distance himself completely from her and nobody else in the group wants to talk to her, she's not going to bring anything to the table. So I I don't even need her back. They're going to probably get through. This is going to be the like maybe the season that really defines the rest of it. Like, Are we going to be able to go anywhere from here? Obviously, we need this season. We need that. But what are we going to look like at the end of the season? And what's the future going to hold? Because what are we supposed to do? Just go back to season eight and nine? Hopefully not. But this can only hold for so long. They're going to have to give us more and more... To bite into, otherwise, we're going to be in the same thing that we were in a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, we're we going to have another lizard funeral. Are we going to have dog <laughs> part two where we do, you know, no, and even if Sandoval, like, I'm curious, well, how long will he stay single? It seems like a person that thrives or doesn't thrive, but he tells himself he thrives in relationships. Right. You know, and if that happens, you know, we don't get that in, you know, this season, even though we have Tom potentially having some dating scenes. Um, and also I I, I predict uh, you know, a potentially bad season for Schwartz because it will have to answer for Sandoval, but also we now have Joe in the mix. Joe has agreed to yeah. film, who was his special friend that he lived with, who was the hairdresser, and you know, she pops in. So I'm curious about her the audience reception for her. But I think it'll be Mason
2: Katie. <laughs> so I
3: think yeah, she's well, gonna hook I think she's gonna hook with Peter. Oh, oh Peter. God.
0: He makes out with everybody. He's Bro, made out with everybody. What a, well, remember at the, the beginning of last season, he was like dating Rachel or he was trying to. And he was like, yeah, hey, I, I still want to things. I want to take you for nachos still. And it was I hated those like,
3: things.
0: that was so funny, though, in retrospect of Peter just trying to date Rachel, knowing what was to come. So, I mean, you know, that's the that's the glory of this show. But I think at the end of the day, the realism, too, is after two seasons of not being, you know, pseudo successful, all of a sudden to go catapult into the stratosphere, they're all competing over brand deals. They're all like Sandoval is the stuff that they should be mad about, but I have a prediction that it's going to get more anger into fame, into like the, you know, fame and the quality of fame. Who's getting more attention. And I think that's going to be an interesting fight that we don't really get to see on television a lot of you're getting more than I am. And I don't like it.
2: I like that, especially with Jax coming back, because he's going to push that needle further. If he's the same Jax Taylor that we know and other people are getting bigger, you know, he's the number one guy in the group, and he's back in the limelight. So I'm curious how that's going to play into it. I don't know. Shooter, what's your bold prediction for this season?
3: Oh, man. Bold prediction for this season. I am going to say that Schwartz and somebody else, which actually brings us to a good topic, Schwartz and somebody else are going to get blackout and make out on camera. And I don't know who it is yet. But somebody else in the cast, maybe it's—I don't know—is maybe Charlie could be a good candidate for that. Or well, Charlie's
0: not back. Charlie's not Funny. back this All right. season. Unfortunately,
3: Damn it. Yeah. I didn't think she was. But what? What? Wait, right.
0: What about Schwartz? And I mean, what about? I mean, Lala's not Schwartz will not be blackout. What about Schwartz and Lala? Like, what about Schwartz being and like? I mean, that would be. oh I wouldn't. No, she wouldn't, but it would just be insane. I'm just trying to think of the dynamics because Lala, one of her storylines this season is, you know, wanting to have a second child, you know? And I think that, you know, I, I'm curious.
2: That is a, Oh my prediction. God. I
0: can't believe I did prediction. that. Oh, Wait, no what?
2: No oh, way. I got oh so God.
0: much on my plate right now. I can't. I'm already
2: so stressed out. Look at my apartment. <laughs> I haven't even decorated yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no it'll be a bummer is when we get those kind of like fake not, not fake scenes but those kind of interstitial scenes where like last season sheena and tom came over like we're gonna help you decorate your apartment you know and it's like yeah. i just hope they stay true to the actual drama that is there instead of having to force storylines that we you know because i i feel like there is enough juice with just those people that i think there's a lot a, a, a lot to work with
3: so you, you want to, to go them. back to schwartz's very sad apartment that's what, I yeah, I don't hell really, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to spend Dude, a lot oh of yeah. time there. <laughs> no, my dream my dream
0: time. I wish Sandoval had moved back into that shitty apartment that he used oh, to live yeah. in with Dodie and Ariana with their with the AC would like go at the same time the microwave oh, it would no, black out that. the apartment. <laughs> I feel like they should have like like made like a jail sentence of like Schwartz and Sandoval has to live there together in that shitty apartment.
3: That's a reality God, TV perfect. show in of itself. By and the way. And then you throw Hippie in there and Hippie's biting everybody. that asshole.
0: I mean, do we and do we have any kind of emotional? breakdowns or anger moments from dj james kennedy like are we going to see him lose his crap at all this
3: season because I mean, usually
0: yeah, there's yeah. some kind of explosion with him or is he really on the straight and narrow right now
3: no not yet it, he, that might be in the future but i feel like this season there's enough going on especially with sandoval And we saw that at the reunion he's at least going to start off hot maybe we won't get the, the patented breakdown that we usually get because he might be in a good place but i i think that maybe sometime in the future he'll he'll go straight
2: it's only a matter of time. It's like yeah. that, that sign at like a a big factory. It's like, we've gone this many days without a James. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what? I'm going to hang it up behind me and I'm going to have a ticker. All right. We're <laughs> one show in without a James getting a freak out. <laughs> wait, wait, that's, it's By
0: the way, I feel like, I'm sorry, shooter. You can have the Southern hospitality guy. I want me and steel on a separate thing where we just send each other wrestler memes. And, nah. uh, yeah, that's, and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, you mean, that's fine. Yeah. that's fine. You're just going to let that happen, Shooter? How dare you? Yeah, Look, hey, hey. He cares I, very
2: little about a lot. He, he yeah. doesn't get rattled <laughs> easily. It's actually is, frustrating is,
0: sometimes. It really is frustrating. Like, you got to fight for a right? steal. Come on. No,
2: dude. He will gaslight the shit out of you by just being like that ho-hum. I'll be like Okay. And you're like, no, I want you to care. And he's like, I don't care. And you're like, well, <laughs> Yeah, well, I, care I don't you. I care. <laughs> What are you, edging well, me right now? Are we edging again? <laughs> It's
0: not a guy's night without a little edging guys night <laughs> yeah, why did you invite raquel to guys night um, oh. i wanted to say really quickly about dj james kennedy was at um uh, bravo i went to his uh like one of his club shows on um, like saturday night and he brought schwartz and jacks and i just thought what a funny bizarre universe right? that jacks so used, used to make fun of dj james kennedy and his DJing, and he at this Vegas, and like Jax is watching it all. Has to get up on stage, and I was just like, the universe is karma is so funny sometimes. And Jax has to literally kiss DJ James Kennedy's ring now sometimes. And if you go back and watch past seasons, I mean, it just so it just goes to show you anything can happen. We truly Mm -hmm. don't know any of these seasons, but you got to be really careful in how you watch because you got to take all of these relationships and what happens behind the scenes into account. And Jax wants to, you know, not play nice, but he's, he's got a show now.
2: Yeah, no, he does. And I mean, that's about all I got. I'm excited for this season. I I think that it's going to be a very telling season for Bravo as a whole, like, because we're coming off of such a great season last year or such a captivating season. They did the same thing with salt Lake. So this is their first chance to show us the audience. Okay. Okay. We can deliver again, and I think that their pitfalls might be trying to deliver the same shit instead of moving forward with it, but I'm very curious. I'm going in with an open mind, like, all right, give, like, right, let's see what you got for me, and I want to see how they're able to land this ship to make it captivating for us without replicating, and I think that's going to be the biggest takeaway for me watching this, is like, all right, how are they going to do that so I can translate that into next season of Salt Lake, which they have a very difficult battle as well without Monica and without Jen Shaw. So this to me is a very, very big season separate from Vanderpump just for Bravo TV.
0: I want Ken to hook up with Ariana next season. Did you know oh, I hooked up did you know I hooked up with Oriola and Jacuzzi? I can't believe that. I can't believe that. By the
2: way, I was actually at the jacuzzi, that's how I know. It was a three. I was
0: in the jacuzzi the time. I can't believe that. I was,
2: I was in for a quick bubbly in the jacuzzi and, Tom and were
0: there.
2: I might have joined, I don't remember. Check the ring camera.
0: <laughs> this is what it's about it's about laughing with your bros you guys yeah. come on like this is yeah. and that's what Vanderpump rules should be I mean it'll be just interesting how once the audience takes it and runs with it what they're gonna think and that's kind of really what I'm excited about
2: oh yeah that'll be it'll Around. be fun to watch the quick reminder for all of you if you haven't gotten your ticket oh wait well you know what this is coming out Monday so who cares Hopefully yeah, it's not- over. You guys, <laughs> yeah, it's done. You did it. you Great did show it I was, about. I got
0: confused too. I was like, wait, maybe I got the date what wrong. Maybe it's- I'm <laughs> so
2: <laughs> used to plugging this show that it's just like, it's good that it's now like coming out naturally because I'm the worst at plugs. Like I, I'm always forget to do them. And then when I do them, they seem kind of clunky. So I'm glad that they're just coming out naturally now, but hopefully you bought a ticket. And if you didn't, you know, we'll have words, but sure, do you yeah. have anything... <laughs> there's your words. But uh, how about you, Ryan? Do you have anything to plug?
0: No, man. I, in fact, send me your image for your show so I can post it in my stories tonight. Oh, yeah. Definitely. um and i'll mention it on the show tonight but you yeah, know the the show's so bad it's good uh you guys probably know it if it's your thing listen to it if it's not i totally get it but there's so many great podcasts out there i'm just happy to be here and and thank you guys and and i really was looking forward to this and i i'm just so damn happy for you guys and i was so proud to watch you on watch what happens live last night so hell yeah i can't wait anytime you want to come on my show just text me and you'll be on the next day so sounds good uh, whenever you and, and you guys are just as busy as i am so whenever you feel like it you you come on anytime
2: yeah definitely yeah. we need to need to keep doing this because every time maybe summer house past, maybe
0: maybe uh maybe oh, yeah. summer i uh, mean maybe, yeah. maybe that we'll i'm, lead I'm really curious yeah. yeah this
2: would be a fun fun trio to talk about summer house with especially yeah for sure coming up so yeah i like that it's a good call yeah. but um shoots you got anything anything else i got
3: i got nothing we'll uh we'll see you three days ago because yeah, we're well, still we'll talking talk about the show <laughs> when this is out
2: on monday yeah How, what is time you know what is yeah time? it's a what, construct what you, it's just a construct yeah i'll leave yeah. all of you with that what is time baby don't hurt me rob are <laughs> <Roserati>. out <laughs>